darkness, the light in my life, the light in your life as believers, Jesus, the light of the world. And I, I want to share this morning a title, a song, a scripture, and a flashlight. I see you back there. Oh, it's not enough power to point you out. A song, a scripture, and a flashlight. Can I say this morning to you, don't lose heart. Church of God, Nortonsville Church of God, don't lose heart. Friends and family, don't lose heart. Don't become demoralized. Don't lose your confidence. Don't lose heart. Don't become pessimistic. Anybody ever become pessimistic? Am I the only one that can do that? Don't, don't become cynical. Am I the only one that can get a little cynical sometimes, a little critical sometimes? Don't lose heart. Don't lose your faith. Don't lose your hope. Don't lose your optimism. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 4 and 1. It says this, Therefore, since we have this ministry... As we have received mercy, here it is, we do not lose heart. Don't lose heart. Why as believers do we not lose heart? The scripture reminds us, first and foremost, why we have received mercy. We as believers have received the mercy of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The mercy for the forgiveness of our sins, yes, but also the mercy and grace to help us live our lives with Him. We have received Him. As I said last week, He has moved in. He is, if I could say it this way, if I were to have a subtitle to the title, a song, a scripture, and a flashlight, the subtitle would be this, he is the light in my story. Christ, the light in my story. Christ is involved in my life. If Christ is involved in your life, just say amen this morning. Christ is involved in my life, and his light is greater. His light is greater than my sin. His light is greater than my past. His light is greater than the darkness that might seem to surround my life. His light, his light is greater than my pain. His, right is, his light is even greater than my wrong belief system. Because his light will lead me and guide me and show me what is true and what I should believe. He is the light in my story. Amen. If I could say it this way, to use... Maybe a Hollywood example. He is the writer of my story. Right? He's the writer of my story. He is the producer. He's not just the writer. He's the producer. He's the light in my story. He's not just the writer and the producer. He is the director. And not only is he the director as much as I would like to think that I'm the star in my movie. He's the star of my show. Right? He is the light in my story. My life is his. It's all about Christ in my life. Let's look together at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, starting at verse 2, going to about verse 6. You can read the entirety of chapter 4 of 2 Corinthians this week. That's where the sermon is coming from. I won't be able to cover all the scriptures this morning for time constraint. But we, as believers, we have renounced. The hidden things of shame. Not walking in craftiness, 
nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But even if our gospel is veiled, one translation said, even if our gospel, the good news, is hidden, it is hidden to those who are perishing. As we've gone through this series, I hope that it has inspired us to make up our minds to let our light shine before others and don't hide the good news of the gospel that is in our lives. Because if we're hiding that, we're hiding it from those who are perishing, who are perishing without hope, perishing without Christ. Look at verse 4. This describes those people who, who are not seeing the gospel if we hide it. From them, whose minds the God, the little God, Satan of this age has blinded, who do not believe, least the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. Look at verse 5. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your bondservants for Jesus' sake. Look at verse 6. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness. Paul is talking about right here that God spoke and said, let there be light. And there was light. He's saying this is the God of creation right here. He has commanded light to shine out of darkness. Who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. A song a scripture, and a flashlight. We need a song. Let me talk about a song first. I brought this morning the red hymnal. If I were to go back to the 80s, I could have brought in all those little laminated sheets that people used to put on the overhead projectors, and they'd project it on the wall, and we'd sing. I could bring those in. Today, we just look on the TV, so I could just bring the televisions in, but, but we need a song. Somebody say amen this morning. We need a song. I'll blame Lisa a little bit for this sermon this morning. I saw her Facebook post on Monday, and she shared a song. And it inspired me, and I want to read some lyrics from that song. The, the title of that song is, God is in this story. God is in this story. That's the inspiration for the subtitle today, God is in my story. He's in your story, the light in my story. Here's what that song said. It said, there's torn up pages in this book, talking about himself. Words that tell me I'm no good. Chapters that defined me for so long. But the hands of grace and the hands of endless love dusted off and picked me up. Told my heart, I like this line, told my heart that hope is never gone. Hope is never gone gone. That is the light in our story. Hope is never gone. Regardless of your last chapter of your life, the chapter maybe that you're about to finish and go into a new chapter like this author was writing about, regardless of your past chapter with the light of Christ shining in our lives, hope is never gone. You know, this morning our relationship with Christ is more than head knowledge. I love to study the Word of God. I, I love to take classes. I love to, to read and, and to study and to think and, and to think out theologically and try to figure out things in Scripture. But I want to tell you, that's all good, and we need that in our lives. 
But our relationship with Christ is more than just head knowledge. It's a heart thing too. The very heart of who we are. Our very soul. And I believe that God designed this intentionally. Our very heart and soul of us on the inside is emotional. Is emotional. Now I know as Pentecostals sometimes we're accused of being too emotional. But I want to tell us this morning in a balanced approach today that our walk with the Lord, our experience of living, there is emotion that is involved and it's a good thing and it is a validation of our walk and our intimacy with Christ. There is nothing greater than when we feel the emotion of that closeness of God in our hearts and in our lives. There is emotional elements to our walk with the Lord. And one of the reasons... That back this up is the gift of music and songs. I personally just declare to you this morning, I thank God for music and songs. I thank God for those songs that through the years maybe I have listened to and they have lifted me up. They have given me strength, if you will. They have encouraged my heart. They have renewed my hope. I thank God for songs and for music. They are a gift. Of God. They are a gift of God in our individual lives. They are a gift of God in the corporate body of the church. I didn't give them this scripture back there, but the psalmist said in Psalm 40, he said, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me, and he heard my cry. He also brought me up out of the horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and he set my feet upon a rock. And he established my steps. And here it is. He has put a new song in my mouth. He has put a new song. They're always ahead of me back there. He has put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Would you say that with me this morning? Praise to our God. Ah, let's say it again. Praise to our God. That was so good. Maybe a third time would be really good. Praise to our God. He has put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord. You see, Psalms was written by probably maybe hundreds of authors. There's there's little ones all through here. But it's 150 chapters. If music and singing and a song was not important in the life of the church... And in my personal life and your personal lives, why would God inspire 150 chapters of Psalms, which in Hebrew, the word title Psalms means songs of praise. Songs of praise. I want to tell you this morning, you need a song. Look at your neighbor and say, you need a song. Look at your second choice neighbor and say, you also need a song. You need A song. Can I tell this congregation this morning that the burdens of life are too heavy to not have a song, right? The challenges of life are too many to not have a song. The days are too long to not have a song. The distractions are too many to not have a song. And we need a song. In fact, in the day and time in which we live, 
We need a playlist. <laughs> we don't just need one song. We need a playlist. You need to, to go in and make yourself a playlist. Now, years ago, it would be we'd have cassette tapes stacked up or maybe in the console of our cars, and we'd take those cassette tapes. I know, Hilltop Youth Bunch, you don't even know what a cassette tape is, right? Or, or then we'd have our CD cases, right? We'd have it filled with CDs, and we would pull those out and put them in. We would have our song. We'd have our music. Nowadays, it's on our phones and our electronic devices, and we can just download from here and there and there and there. But I want to encourage you, however you do it, whether it's with the technology or whether it's old school, it doesn't matter. Make yourself a playlist of songs. Now listen to me, what I'm talking about here with the songs. I'm not talking about necessarily a certain style. I'm not talking about necessarily a certain beat. Remember those people used to carry their boom boxes on the... I'm not, I'm not talking about a certain style. I'm not talking about a certain beat. I'm not saying it needs to be fast or slow or both. I'm not saying it needs to be older or more contemporary. I'm preaching, just find yourself a set of songs that has good substance. Somebody say substance. Good substance that glorify and exalt the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And you might have a different style on that, and it's okay. But as long as it's talking about Him. Amen. And giving glory and honor to Him. And it blesses your mind. It blesses your heart. And uplifts your emotions. I tell us this morning, get yourself a song. Make a playlist and let that light encourage you. Turn it on. Maybe, you know, you find certain times of the day when you feel more down than others or more challenged than others or certain. Put your song on and have a song in our hearts. Have a song in our hearts. Sometimes I can't turn something on and listen to it. But the psalmist said he put a new song in my heart, in my mouth. Praise to God. We need a song. Now more than ever, we need a song. I'm going back to that song that I stole from Lisa this week. I'm going to read just a little, little more of that. I liked what he said and what the lyrics said. He said, if it reads like addiction, if it reads like disease, he's the one who frees the prisoner. He's the healer of all things. I think that's a good song. I think it's a good song. If it reads like depression... If it reads like a broken home, he's the one who holds your sorrow. He won't leave you alone. Find yourself a song that has some good lyrics like that. And get it in your heart. Get it in your mind. We need a song. But we also need a scripture. Somebody say scripture. We also need a scripture. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 4 verse 7. Then we'll come back shortly to verses 8 and 9. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. I'm just working my way through chapter 4 here, and it's just blessing my heart all week long. And I hope you could go back and maybe read it and let it bless your heart. That whole chapter 4 of 2 Corinthians. But we as believers have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of ourselves. He said to us as believers, we have treasure. Treasure, wealth, riches, treasure. 
What kind of treasure pastor are you talking about? It's not the IRA or the retirement fund treasure that he's talking about. It's much greater than that. It's not the stocks and bonds and investments type of treasure that he's talking about right here. It's not the land that we own. It's not the houses that we, that we buy. It's not the cars that we drive into. Those are not the treasures that Paul is writing about. He is saying we have a treasure because on the inside of us as believers, we can have the excellent power of God. Isn't that so much greater than the things of this world? Isn't that the true treasure? And it can be in me. And in you. He said in earthen clay vessels. Earthen clay vessels. And some of the people I studied after this week. Talked about those clay earthen vessels. And they went down a litany of of things that could be stored in. You know young people think about maybe just picture a big bowl or something. You know or some type of vessel that would hold liquid or hold something in it. When I say vessel, he said, one of the writers said, you know, you go down a litany of things that might be stored in those clay pots, in those clay vessels. But he said sometimes they were used to store waste. Waste. Let that bless your heart this morning. Waste. And I got to thinking about that a little bit. And I got to thinking, he's, he's using that and he's talking about us now, our earthen vessels, right? And I, I, I think if we aren't careful in life, we can take on some baggage along the way. We can take on some waste along the way. Some, to play off of the term waste, some stinky things can happen in our lives, right? And if we aren't careful, we hold on to waste, bad experiences, Stinky experiences, things that have happened that have hurt us or harmed us or mistakes that we made and hurt and harmed ourselves or those that we love. And we can live within our earthen vessels and we're storing this waste from the past. When Paul would write to us this morning and he would say, I want you to know as believers you have the privilege of having not the wasted things of your life but the power of God on the inside of your vessel." Yes, your vessel is weak. Yes, your vessel is aging. Anybody aging in the house? If you're not, let me check your pulse. We'll do a good funeral home director handshake. Then check the... We're all aging. We all have vulnerabilities. We all have weakness. And Paul's saying that's all right because in your weak clay vessel. It's not your strength that matters. It's not your power that matters. It is the power, the excellent power of God that is inside of you. Oh, we've witnessed this. You've seen it. I've seen it. I've been in places. I've walked into hospital rooms. I've walked into to living rooms. Back when we were at Baston, walked in and, and two, a, a, a great-grandmother and a great-grandfather laying there. Both of them would be leaving this world pretty soon. And I walked in there and in their weak 
frailty. I could not describe the atmosphere of the presence of God I felt and sensed that day. But there was a strength in the inside of them. And that was that scripture right here being played out. That body was going away, but inside the power of God was there. It is real. This is real what Paul is writing to us. God's power in earthen clay vessels. Here, here's, let's take it where the rubber meets the road and why this helps us. Let's look at verses 8 and 9. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We're persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. This scripture passage, remember my point, is we need a scripture. We need a song, but we need a scripture. Can I tell you, the Bible's full of scriptures. (laughs) You say, what did your pastor tell you this morning? He said, the Bible's full of scriptures. (laughs) But then he said, get in there and read those scriptures. Get in there and claim those scriptures, right? Get in there and let those scriptures get inside of you. We need a scripture. And the Bible's full of them. Yes. Here he's, he's, he's showing us this beautiful picture, I think, of our humanity, our vulnerability, our weakness, our humanity, our challenges, what we face around us. This beautiful picture of our humanity and the light, Christ, who is in our story. Our humanity, but the light of Christ that interwoves himself within our story. He is the light in my story. He said here, I'm hard-pressed on every side. That happens in life. Push, 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 but I'm not crushed. He said, I'm perplexed. He's showing our humanity. There are times I scratch my head, not because of head lice, but because I'm perplexed. Anybody else scratch your head sometimes? Perplexed? He said, I'm perplexed, but I'm not in despair. Right? Right? As we live this humanity out, sometimes we become very perplexed. We don't understand. We don't know. But yet, we're not in despair because of the excellent power of God that is in us. We're persecuted. Ever been pushed aside? Ever been ignored? Ever been put down? Ever been excluded? Ever been talked about, gossiped about, persecuted on the job? Whatever. That humanity, it happens. We get persecuted. But when I am persecuted, Paul said, I'm not forsaken. Why? Because the power of God is still in me. He said, I'm struck down. Sometimes we even feel like we're totally down. Pushed down. The circumstances of our life pulled us down. But even in those times, because of the power of God that is in me, I am not destroyed. So I have a song in my heart. Somebody say song. I have a scripture on my mind. Somebody say scripture. And his light, his light is in my story. His light is in my story. I can take my little flashlight here. Pull that flashlight, and I can decide what I'm going to shine it on. I can go over here, and I can say, yep, they were mean to me, abusive to me, talked about me, left me out. Over here, I've lost my job, or 
lost sight of my dream or my goal or over here I'm just so sick, I'm so sick physically, I'm just so, so sick and, and I can just take my flashlight and I can all day long just kind of, we've got a lot of use out of this tree this year. This is a good investment. That's the best $5.95 we spent all year right there. $5, not, not $500. <laughs> I could take this flashlight and I could just focus on all those things, couldn't I? Or I could take my flashlight and I could say, I got a song. My song is better than all of this. Let me go over here. And, ah, I just found this, turned right to it. Page 120, Victory in Jesus. Well, that'd be a pretty good song. That'd be a pretty good song. Kind of talks about what we're talking about right here. I, I, I've got a song. I'm going to focus on the song. I, I'm not going to go back over here and just dwell on all of this. I know this is reality and humanity and all that, but I, I'm going to shine the light on the song. And I, I've got a scripture. Got a scripture. Oh, I opened right to Psalm 23. That, that's well, it was paper clip. But that would, <laughs> that'd be a pretty good scripture. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. I, I, you know, I can focus on all of these things, and I can just keep shining my light on them. But I, I found victory in Jesus. I had a good song right here. And then I got the scripture, and I, I found the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. Why don't I just shine the light on that? Amen. I need a song. I need a scripture. Need a flashlight. Let's look. 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18. Let me try to land this plane this morning. Therefore, here it is again. Here it is again. We started the day talking about it. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though the outward man is perishing. And it is. This human body is, is perishing every single day at some level. Yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Look at verse 17. For our light affliction, but is which for a moment. Some of the commentators went through what Paul was saying here and kind of gauged the weightiness of, of all of this. And, and I know that it's not... For us to minimize what I'm going through or what you're going through. But Apostle Paul puts it in perspective here. He said, whatever it is that you are going through is light affliction, light affliction, light affliction in comparison to the eternal weight of glory. Light as opposed to this heavy eternal weight of glory. He put it in perspective. He didn't say it won't be hard. He went through more than probably a lot of any of us. Shipwrecked, beaten, imprisoned, thrown out of town, left for dead. I mean, Paul just, you, know, you go down the list. And he called all of that a light affl affliction. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us. Is working for us. You say, why am I going through this, pastor? It's your light affliction is doing something for you. I don't want to go through this, pastor. I don't want you to go through it either. But we've got to remind ourselves what Apostle Paul said. It's working for us. What is it working for us? A far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. I can suffer well. I can suffer well, 
as a Christian when I keep eternity in mind. When I keep eternity in perspective. Look at verse 18. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are unseen. I'm, too often I'm looking at these things that I see, but by faith I look to him who's the author and the finisher of my faith. He's the writer, the producer, the star of my show. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things that are not seen are eternal. Where am I going to put my flashlight? This week, as we live Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, pastor knows the days of the week. Doesn't that bless your heart? As we live each of those days, where am I going to focus? Where am I going to put my focus? Where am I going to shine my flashlight, if you will? Am I going to focus on my weak humanity and my vulnerabilities? Or am I going to focus on the treasure of the power of God that is inside of this and inside of me? Am I going to focus on the challenges and the hurts and the, and the situations? Or am I going to focus on the strength? Am I going to focus realizing that these things are working in me a far exceeding eternal weight of glory? So my final slide is this. He is the light in my story. We have talked about the light for about four or five weeks. And this is a good phrase to end on. He is the light in my story. Somebody say mine. He is a personal savior. He is a personal redeemer. He is a personal friend. And he is the light in my story. Everything in my story is not the greatest or the best. But his light has shined into my story. And that's what I choose to believe. And that's who I choose to trust. And that's who I latch on to. So here are our prayer points this morning. Here's what I want us to pray in response to this sermon today. When I succeed, when I succeed, I will succeed well with a song in my heart, a scripture on my mind. When I succeed, because there's times in life when we win victories, right? There's times in life when we succeed. There's times of achievement. There's, there's times of growth and maturity and, and blessing and all those things that God does for us. He does so many times for us. When I succeed, I will succeed well with a song in my heart and a scripture on my mind. Here's the other prayer point that's not as easy. But it's just as blessed. Not as easy, but just as blessed. When I suffer, I will suffer well. With a song in my heart and a scripture on my mind. When I suffer, I will suffer well. With a song in my heart and a scripture on my mind. His light is in my story. And that makes all the difference. Would you stand with me this morning? Praise team, come and get into place this morning. I want us to pray together. This altar is open. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, and you want to confess your sins and repent and believe and become a Christian, become a believer, have the burden of sin rolled away from your life, you can come and be saved this morning. We'll pray with you.
You can bow your head, pray right where you are, and become a Christian. We're having baptism. Second Sunday, I believe it is, of March. We already have, I think, at least four people. One teenager, one, one in the children's ministry, and a couple of, of adults that are going to be water baptized and proclaim that they have repented of their sins and they've accepted and believed upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. But how about you this morning? Maybe you need to be saved. Maybe you want to do that today and then maybe you want to sign up to be water baptized as a witness to this world and as a testimony and in obedience to Christ to say, I'm a Christian. I have converted. I have changed my ways. How about it this morning? I want us to pray. When I succeed, I want to succeed well with a song in my heart and a scripture on my mind. When I suffer, I want to suffer well with a song in my heart and a scripture on my mind. Let's let's pray those things this morning. Lord, let us respond in an appropriate way to your word. Lord, let us allow the light, Jesus Christ, to shine in our story. And let him be the writer, let him be the producer, let him be the director, let him be not the supporting cast, but let him be the main actor in my story. And Lord, our prayer points today as a a corporate body and as individuals. Lord, when I succeed, when I succeed, Lord, help me to succeed well. And help me to succeed with a song in my heart and a scripture on my mind. Let me succeed, God, with a song in my heart and a scripture on my mind. And Lord, when I suffer, when I suffer, when there are times of of suffering in my life, I want to suffer well. I want to suffer well with a song in my heart and a scripture on my mind. A song in my heart and a scripture on my mind Jesus Christ be the light in my story Jesus Christ shine your light all through my story Jesus Christ shine your light all through my life and when I'm succeeding let it be a great testimony because Lord that's a lot of what this passage is about too let it be a great testimony to those around me but God when I'm walking through the time of suffering and trial. Let it be a great testimony then to the faithfulness of the saving power and keeping power of Jesus Christ. Let my light shine in success and let my life shine in suffering. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of songs. Thank you, Lord, for the songs that you have put, like the psalmist said, you lifted us out of the miry clay and you set our feet upon a rock and you established our footing and you put a new song in our mouth even praise to our God I thank you for songs I thank you for music God would you lead every one of us in this house to a good playlist of songs to a good rotation of songs that will encourage us and will give us strength for the journey that will that will cause us to come into the presence of God and into the throne room and to focus on you and not on the, the situation or even on the things internally that are bothering us. I thank you, God, for the gift of music and of songs. And I thank you for the scripture. 
I thank you for the lively, powerful, wonderful Word of God. God, I thank you that I know personally in times of reading and studying that your Word will become alive in our hearts and in our minds. And your Word will change us. Your Word will help us. Your Word will equip us. And I pray this morning, make us a people of your Word, of the Scriptures. Make us a people, God. Cause us to be a people that love the Word of God and that we're renewing our minds daily by the Word of God. Thank you for the gift of the Scriptures. Thank you for the gifts of songs. Thank you for your light upon our path. We bless you today. We thank you for your Word. We thank you for your presence. Bless your people now as we sing and as we pray. And let it, Lord, be a time when the Holy Spirit invades our minds and our hearts and our emotions and let us leave encouraged and inspired and challenged and blessed in Jesus.